All right, we got Matt McNamara here. Thanks for coming on, Matt. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. Looking forward to it. I'm I am so excited. Okay, so simple but hard. All right, that's that's the theme of this podcast. Um, kind of started because when I was a catcher, I I converted to a catcher in college in baseball, and uh, I am learning the skill, and I'm like, man, this is so simple, but so hard to do. Turns out that's how life is in general. And when I think of you, I think of sales, YouTube, and content. Three things that are incredibly simple, but hard to do. And you've done a really good job at all of them. So, um, so yeah, man, why don't you kick us off? Why don't you start with sales? When you think of like the simple, but hard fundamentals, what it takes to be successful in sales. How do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, great question. Sales, it can be very complex, especially when you're selling really technical products and stuff like that with, with technical use cases. But it all boils down to, you know, the fundamentals and the, and the basics. Find a problem that the prospect has. If you can solve for that problem, explain how. If you close the deal, great. If you can't solve that problem, recommend another solution, maybe it's a competitor that might be a better fit. So that's really as it as basic as it gets for for uh, being a professional salesperson. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so talk about some examples of you either in your current role or previous roles or other examples uh, that just like really make sense to you in terms of like finding that problem, recommending the solution, and and actually making a transaction. You know, I would say the biggest mistake is that most sales folks think that their product and service is a good fit for everybody. Therefore, they're going to try to sell their product and service to everybody when it's not. And I know this is a big concept among sales gurus. They say, hey, always be qualifying your sales opportunities. I think it's just as important to disqualify, right? So I think professional salespeople, the really good elite salespeople, they're always looking for reasons why the prospect should not buy. Therefore, they're only spending time with prospects who have a propensity to buy and going back to the, the simplifying sales who have a problem that, that you can solve. So every sales conversation I get into, yeah, I'm trying to find a problem that I could solve, but I'm also trying to find out reasons why they shouldn't buy. So I'm just spending time and focused on prospects who will buy in 2023 or this quarter because my quota depends on it. Interesting. So that that's such a great, uh, great tension as well, right? You got your quota mm -hmm. and you got to hit that number. You also got to do what's best for the person in front of you. How do you manage that tension? Who, who cares about the quota, right? If, if you let your commission breath and you let your agenda get in the way of having a sales conversation with the prospect, you're being a salesperson a pushy salesperson versus being a consultant, right? So you need to detach yourself from the outcomes of your cold calls, the outcomes of your discovery calls, the outcomes of your demos. Because if you attach yourself worth to a deal and it doesn't come through, you as a salesperson feel lesser. But never, ever, ever put your agenda or push your agenda on a prospect. If you push your agenda on a prospect and they actually buy your product and it actually wasn't the right fit, there's zero chance you're going to be able to call that prospect in five years and sell them something different. 
Detach from the outcome. That is the biggest, biggest mindset shift for professional sellers. Quota, if you do what's right for the customer, the quota will take care of itself at the end of the day. Is that what you say is the biggest difference of when you first were in sales? Oh my God. I was told, Ange, I was told if I wasn't either closing a deal or booking a meeting when I was door knocking for Comcast business, that was seen as a failed opportunity, a failed interaction with a prospect. Complete failure. And that impacted the words I use, the language I use, and how I acted towards a prospect when I was speaking with a business owner in Quakertown, Pennsylvania, the farmlands, when I was door knocking. So detach from the outcome. Don't try to make something happen. Try to see what might happen where your product or service might be a fit. If it's a fit, great. If not, no worries. Move on to somebody new. It's not that hard. Hmm. Simple. Simple. It's not, it's, it's really not all these people make sales out to be this complex thing when it's really, it's not that hard. Hmm. It's not that difficult. Find the problem. See if they're a good fit for it. Yep. If they are recommend your solution, recommend your solution and give them a couple of options. If they want to buy, Awesome. If they don't for other factors like price or there was a competitor that could do X, Y, Z that you can't, no worries. Time to move on to somebody who might be a better fit, who might Mm. buy. So, okay. One more question on that. Yeah. I feel like the reason that people don't do that is they don't feel like they have other options. They don't feel like they have more people to go talk to. How how do you think about prospecting and like filling that pipeline so that you're able to to detach? Because if you only have one deal and your quota depends on it, right? Then then you're in this tough situation. So how how do you think about filling that pipeline and getting in front of more people? Yeah, I mean, going back to baseball, right? It's a sales is a contact sport. Sales is just like sports. So you need a lot of at bats. You need a lot of pipeline in order for you to hit your quota. Because if that big deal falls through for your quarter and you had it in commit and your sales manager had it, had it in commit, everyone thought it was coming in and it doesn't come in and you have nothing to backfill it, then you're screwed. So every day, whether you're an account executive, which I am, and my main job is discovery, demo, proof of concept, closing, I still need to be filling the pipeline. That needs to be one to two hours of my day. It needs to be cold calling, cold emailing, contacting business partners, I need to fill my pipeline. That is actually the most important part of any sales role. Whether you're in a closing role, obviously in an SDR role, that's your main job. But when you move into an account executive or your enterprise account executive, you still need to be picking up the phone. You still need to be doing content from Marcus Sheridan's book, right? Creating content to bring in customers. That's the number one job. And the number two, obviously you want to knock those down hit them out of the park when you get the opportunities, but you need a, you need a big pipeline. Can't rely on one deal. Yeah. So good, man. So, okay. So we talked a little bit about creating content. I first found you when I was at my first sales job. And I think I watched a video of you talking about Chris Voss. And ever since then, I watched a bunch of your videos and your videos helped me so much when I was first starting, because I was like, Oh, this guy's literally one step ahead of me, you know, documenting what he's learned. And it, it just sped up my learning so much. Um, talk to me about 
what it has like making YouTube videos, making content, what has like what kind of opportunities has that opened for you? Has have there been any problems with it? Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, well, opportunities. We've I've gotten quite a few job offers off of the content. So that's number one. Number two, we have sponsors now for our YouTube videos. So it's a, a good side hustle to bring in some extra cash to pay for my rent, pay for, you know, going to a Sixers game, fun things like that. And the biggest thing for the, the YouTube channel, this is from a completely selfish position on my part. It helps me stay up to date on all the latest new trends and sales. It makes sure that I'm testing things out to bring to the audience. And hey, Every once in a while, a video helps somebody else out. So we started making the YouTube videos, the content four years ago, and we really started taking it seriously in the past year. Um, but going back to your question around like complex, keep it simple, you know, don't let perfection get in the way of production. So if you're just starting out your content journey, which is a weird, weird cliche phrase, cheesy phrase, whatever people use nowadays, Gary V term. But if you're just starting to make content, just make as much content as possible. Over time, you'll figure out what resonates, what works. I was just using this for two years and I was posting on YouTube. Now I got, you know, two cameras, I got lights, I got a studio and stuff like that. But yeah, don't let perfection get in the way of production. Get as much content out there as possible. And over time, opportunities will present themselves. Job opportunities will present themselves and you'll become a better whatever you're, you're posting content, you'll become a better seller in my case. So when you think about uh, your career as a whole, right, the things that have really led you to the most success, a lot of times those are like the most basic things, just doing it really well. Are, is there anything that really sticks out in your mind of like, man, when I actually just focused on the basic of doing this, the fundamental of doing this, that's when I really saw my yeah. sales explode or career explode. Talk, talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I think this is pretty basic. Yet 99% of people don't do it. Take complete ownership of your development, right? If you're in baseball, you got to be practicing nearly every single day, right? To, to get good, you need to be hitting, you need to be pitching, you need to be throwing, catching all that stuff. And the same thing with, with sales. You need to be practicing. If it's 30 minutes every single day. I hired two sales coaches. So I have two sales coaches that I work with right now that I pay a good chunk of change to review my calls, give me constructive criticism, review my cold call scripts, review my cold emails, things like that. And then I'm just practicing, 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 always A-B testing different techniques, different strategies to see if they work and don't work. But really it just comes down to practice, man. I mean, just 30 minutes a day, it's not that much. Yeah, stacks up over time though. Compound effect, exactly. Love it. Compound effect. Well, Matt, this is awesome, man. Um, anything else? Like, how how can people find you? How can they learn more about you? Get connected. Yeah, connect with me on LinkedIn. Just type in Matt McNamara, you'll find me. Can or connect with me on YouTube. We post every Tuesday and Thursday. We just started doing a lot of shorts too. And that was your recommendation. So we started doing that. But yeah, YouTube and LinkedIn. I post on LinkedIn every single day about IBM. And then on YouTube, it's a couple of times a week. Cool. And then long-term, any big goals or dreams that you're really chasing after? 
yeah, really for the YouTube channel, I'm always going to be in a sales role. But for the YouTube channel, I want that to be able to replace my W-2 income at some point in the next five to seven years where I'm not relying on work. I'm always going to work. Like I love my job. I'm always going to be in a sales position because I think that helps out the YouTube channel. But I want other side incomes like real estate investing and the YouTube channel to be able to replace any sort of income. Because as we see, guys and girls, people are getting laid off left and right, right? So if that happens, I want to make sure I'm in a good position to not be strapped and be worried and not relying on a company to, to pay my bills. So that's kind of the whole goal. Love it, man. Yeah. Well, that's super exciting. Um, thanks so much for coming on, Matt, and sharing thank your you. wisdom with the world. Thank you, man. I got to interview you, uh, you next time. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. I'm going to stop this thing. <laughs>